You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Welcome back to The Happy Gynecologist, episode number 142, How Self-Compassion Fights Burnout. All right, y'all, before we get started, I want to remind you, go grab that book list on my website if you haven't already. 20 books to transform your life as an OBGYN, okay? If you've already grabbed yours, forward forward your copy to a friend, okay? Share it with whoever. Um, it doesn't have to be an OBGYN. This is a great, fun way to connect with other people, and it could be for anyone that loves a good book list. So if you haven't gotten yours, it's my summer list of 20 books that you need to read. You don't have to read them all by the end of the summer. You can totally just pick one, Okay. <laughs> It just has a lot of options, okay? I like to have options. And so um, go grab it. I love reading and talking about books. So if you have a recommendation on what I should read next, definitely go find me on Facebook or Instagram or send me a message, okay? Shoot me an email, amanda at coach-miles.com, okay? I want to know what to read next because I know that you guys have some good, good books out there. Um, and whether that's just something fun, something interesting, something that I can learn something from. It doesn't matter. I read everything. Okay. Um, it could totally be something weird. I read, I read sci-fi stuff. I read all of it. So, um, it doesn't have to be just like self-improvement stuff, (laughs) self-development, self-help, whatever you want to call it. Right. But, um, you can get your free download of my book list. If you haven't heard about this, I've been trying to talk about it for the past few episodes, so no one will miss out. Okay. Um, you can go to coach-miles.com forward slash book list, B-O-O-K-L-I-S-T, all one word. And um, I'll put that link in the show notes of today's episode. So go get it and let me know what you think I should read next if it's not on there. Okay. So definitely, I, I can't wait to hear if you have a recommendation because now I'm like, I don't know, I'm at a point, I just finished a book. And so I'm like, ah, I need something new to read. <laughs> so anyway, today I want to talk about how self-compassion and loving yourself, how they can actually fight burnout. And why this is so important is because it's really because of the negative self-talk that so many of us are taught to have. And some of us, you know, that's just our baseline, right? Like a lot of us, I think. That's just how we think that we get better or we improve by criticizing ourselves before anyone else can do it, you know, that kind of thing. And when we're in the trenches of burnout, we are all negative self-talk. We've got a hard time seeing anything positive whenever we're in that mode, right? And we've talked about that, you know, burnout is like survival mode. We're just like fighting or flighting, right? And we definitely aren't loving ourselves or appreciating how hard we're working or saying anything kind to ourselves, I guarantee you. And a lot of times I have people that listen to the podcast, they come to my webinars and they take my free course. They're doing all the things that I recommend, Okay all of the free help I I offer on the website, right? They're doing all of it. And they're like journaling, right? They're finding ways to shift how they think about work. Maybe they start meditating or doing breathing exercises to calm down that primitive brain. They're working on changing their beliefs about like how hard they need to work or what a good doctor looks like, what a good doctor does, right? Um, They're processing their stress instead of stuffing it down. Then they keep dropping back into feelings of burnout, okay? And so this is kind of the secret uh, that I have, is, is one of the many secrets maybe, I don't know, <laughs> is, that, is that if you keep dropping back into that, that burnout feeling, one of the biggest things I see 
whenever I talk with these, these docs or these individuals is that they haven't done work on the beliefs about themselves. Specifically, they don't think and believe things about themselves that show self-compassion, meaning they still have shitty beliefs about themselves and towards themselves. Okay. Because, you know, that's not something that we think about as, you know, needing to improve whenever we're talking about burnout, right? It doesn't just come to front of mind that, oh, I just need to love myself and I'll be less burnt out. Like it's not, and I don't mean it in a lighthearted way like that, but, but self-compassion is one of those parts that you can't just skip whenever you're dealing with burnout. Because when you don't deem yourself worthy of compassion, you aren't going to give yourself grace, right? If you think like, I haven't accomplished enough today, so I don't deserve rest, right? Like if that's kind of a, a deep thought, whether you're actively thinking that or just kind of subconsciously thinking that, right? You're not going to let yourself rest. If you are someone that that doesn't feel like you've, you know, earned the right to do something or you don't feel like you're worthy or you don't feel like you've done enough or uh, some version of that, you're going to judge yourself harshly. You're going to criticize yourself. You're going to beat yourself up. The problem is most of us have been taught this uh, like as like our baseline wiring at some point, either going through our training or just growing up. So it seems very normal to us. But when that is your operating system, it doesn't matter how much you meditate. If you hate yourself or even if you just dislike yourself, you are not going to make the choices you need to make to take the best care of yourself. Okay. Because if you think there's something wrong with you or you're not, you're not good enough or you're not doing well, you're not a good doctor. You're not a good person. So on some level, if you have some thought like that, your own brain will be a part of the problem. Okay. It's like if you can imagine having a boss that criticizes you and judges you like out loud, blatantly every day, all day, every day, right? Just dogging you every, every time you have a tiny misstep or every time you forget something or every time you, you know, ha- have a typo in a, in a chart and the boss is there to point it out and dog you. Like you are going to be beat down very quickly. You're going to end up burnt the F out so fast, right? Because that is such a, like a threat, such a problem, such a, you know, a lion on the horizon to our brain. It's like a, a threatening thing. And so why would it be any different if that's just occurring internally? It's the exact same, y'all, as someone else doing it. I want to impress that upon you, okay? <laughs> Your negative self-talk is the same as someone else saying that shit. And it makes you feel like shit either way. If someone else says it, if you're saying it, if you, you're not even have to be conscious of it, and your brain could just be like, oh, yeah, there you go, fucking things up again, right? You know, we get so, like, used to those internal comments that are mean. We get so used to those that that just seems normal. Like, well, yeah, doesn't everybody feel that way about themselves? No, (laughs) they don't, apparently. (laughs) I didn't think that anybody else ever, I I didn't think people actually liked themselves, like, before I did all this work. I was just like, how do you, what do you mean you, you like yourself? That's, like, like, as a human, does anybody really like themselves? (laughs) It's like, oh, people do? Weird. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) So anyway, 
that's neither here nor there. But you know why? I, I know this matters because I, I recently found out something that, um, you know, made me happy, but probably didn't affect me as much as maybe some other OBGYNs. Okay. And that is, I recently found out that my lawsuit that I was involved in was done. Okay. I was being sued and the lawsuit got dropped. And the whole time, start to finish, my lawyer, who was a very, is a very seasoned guy. He's been around a long time, I guess. You know, he's seen this hundreds and hundreds of times, you know, helping OBGYNs. And he was checking in on me and he was trying to reassure me like, okay, I don't want you to take this home and stress over it. Don't worry. Don't, you know, just like over and over, like checking in. How are you feeling about this? How's your stress? And my response over and over was like, no, I'm, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm not stressing about this. Like it's, it's cool. I trust you. I trust the process. It's, it's going to be fine. I know that, that I'm a good person no matter what, like it, and I think that he thought that I was bullshitting him, actually. Um, and I think he thought that I was a feeling stuffer because guess what? All of us are really good at that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know you guys, you guys always say that, but I can just tell sometimes that it's, it's, you know, really wearing on you. And I'm like, no, dude, like I'm, I'm good. It's, I really am. I, I'm, you can trust me whenever I say this for sure. Um, I don't, stuff those feelings down. <laughs> I didn't say that, but, um, and you know, my husband, I think was really worried as well. He, I think whenever I first told him that I had, um, been served, he was like, oh my gosh, like what, it, uh, how are you? Oh my gosh. Like what, it, what's going on in your, in your brain right now? What can I do to help? You know, he's just like, you know, this is going to devastate her or she's going to, you know, be eaten alive by this stress, right? That's what I think he thought. And, at, you know, initially it was shocking, I think, but I never really felt burdened by it. It didn't follow me home. It was there um, in the background, but it wasn't like gnawing at me. It wasn't bothering me day in and day out like it does for so many. And I know I get it. Like I was actually strangely surprised by this. Um, in a good way that I was just like, huh, interesting. Like I, I know that, that, you know, most of us are really stressed about this, but I don't feel that stress and I'm okay with that. I'm just, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> so I, I get it. I know how it affects us as OBGYNs. Like I, I see that I coach so many people on that. Um, and you know, whenever I look back you know, on this experience over the last couple of years, I think the main reason that I was able to get through this and not really have it bother me was due to self-compassion. And I think that that is the main thing it came, came down to. I never once questioned or judged or criticized myself throughout the entire process. And that's not me bragging, okay? But I knew from the beginning like after that, like whenever that initial shock like hit and then like right after that, I was like, you know what, for me to get through this, I know that number one, I have to have my own back here because otherwise I knew what the other alternative was. And that's what I was going to obsess about it and be just like eaten up with stress. Right. 
And I was going to stuff that stress down by eating and drinking alcohol and all the things, right? Stuffing my feelings and scrolling my phone, right? And so I knew, like, I have to be here for myself. And so I made a decision very early on. It was just kind of a, like, pulling myself up by my bootstraps. Like, all of a sudden, like, no, damn it, I'm going to have my own back and this is going to be fine. And I know that I'm, I'm a good human and no one else's opinion matters. And so I never beat myself up for this happening or I never second guessed myself for any part of it because I knew that wasn't helpful. I knew it wasn't going to lead anywhere good, right? And I knew that I just needed to support myself and have my own back and love myself through this process. And so that self-compassion allowed me to be there for myself and reassure myself like, hey, it's going to be okay no matter what happened and no matter, you know, no matter what happens, I'm going to figure it out, right? So when we continue to allow self-judgment and self-criticism from our brains, it becomes just kind of our standard operating procedure, right? It's just our habit. It's just our way of thinking. But we really can change that. We can retrain our brains away from that and we can stop even allowing that negative chatter to be there. Anytime we're wanting to change how we think, we just have to practice that new neural network, right? Just like riding a bike, you gotta practice. And then the nerves in that neural pathway get stronger and they fire more easily. And so it gets easier and easier. So every time you see your brain turning to self-judgment or criticism, when something doesn't go perfectly, I want you to stand up for yourself. Just shut that negative, harsh chatter down. Like, nope, brain, nope, I'm over here actually doing my best, which is damn good, okay? And that's one of my favorite thoughts to redirect my brain with is like, I'm just doing my best, which is real damn good, okay? And so whenever your brain has that, I want you to find something like that that really kind of strikes home with you, that feels good, and say one good thing about yourself every time your brain turns to that negative chatter, even if it's the same thing over and over. If it makes you feel good and loving towards yourself or like proud of yourself or any way that's positive towards yourself, then okay, have that one thought that is there, okay? It can be like, no brain, I have my own back. I'm going to figure this out. I always do. Or no brain, it's okay if things aren't perfect. I'm still a good human, even if I'm not perfect or no brain, we don't do that anymore because I am enough without accomplishing another thing, right? Redirect it. Have a standard thought that feels good to you and feels good about you. And it doesn't have to be this grand thing like, I love myself so much. No, it's not like that, okay? It's just supporting yourself or having your own back, okay? Another way to practice this is to write like a little sticky note, like love note every day to yourself. It doesn't have to be like, I love you so much. No, it can be. It totally can be. But it can just be like, like, hey, girl, you got this. I know it. You're working hard today, girl. I see you. You know, on a sticky note, it could be a few words, one sentence. Pay yourself a compliment, right? Look in the mirror and name one thing that you like about yourself. I love how strong my legs are. I love how strong they are to get me everywhere I need to go and to do so many badass things, right? I love how my hair is just like crazy, but like different than other people's 
and yet it has a mind of its own. And, <laughs> you know, like, I love that about my hair. Like, it's just, it's just like so different than, than, you know, a lot of the kids I grew up with. It was never the same. I always hated that part that it wasn't the same as the other girls because I have actually kind of curly wavy hair. And so no one else had curly wavy hair. And so it was like this terrible thing growing up. But now I love that about myself, right? Allow yourself to love yourself. Allow yourself to give yourself a compliment. Give yourself permission to do these things without judgment, okay? Because a lot of us have been taught that if you say stuff like that, it's conceited or it's arrogant, okay? No, it's not conceited or arrogant. It's just kind, it's just kind, <laughs> just nice, supportive. And being kind and nice and supportive is often a very loving thing, okay? It's often very loving to not judge yourself. It's very loving to not criticize yourself, okay? Those are compassionate things. Whether you, whether you like really connect with that word of love or compassion towards yourself yet or not, I want you just to like think that there are lots of different ways that this can look like. Okay. And let me be clear, like loving yourself is as simple as deciding. Okay. One day you decide I don't deserve to be treated like that by other people. So I'm not going to tolerate that from my own brain either. Right. It's just deciding and holding your brain to a different standard than it is used to. That's all. Because most of us won't tolerate that kind of treatment by other people. So why would we why would we let our own selves do that? So just decide. Decide that you're gonna have your own back. If self-compassion and self-love, if that's too much, if that feels like, whoa, that's that's a lot. Uh, other people you know, love themselves. What? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean self-compassion? Like, I have to love myself? Who does that? <laughs> it was literally me to my coach a few years ago. Like, uh, no. Meet yourself where you are, okay? Decide that just supporting yourself is where you will start. Or maybe you just won't judge yourself. Maybe you just won't criticize yourself, okay? Maybe you'll be kind to yourself. Find a word or an emotion that really resonates good, you know, good with you, you know, well with you, <laughs> My, my grammar skills are, are waning as the as we get to the end of this, I guess. Um, so it's good, though. I'm not going to judge myself for that. <laughs> uh, I've got my own back. So decide. Just decide, y'all. Okay. And maybe that's a place you start is, is just supporting yourself. Okay. Because maybe love or self-compassion is too big of a jump. So just decide. And then eventually you will end up there. Okay. After you practice it take some practice, right? Because the more we can function from self-compassion and these kind places, the more we are out of that primitive brain, which means the less burnout we will be. All right. See, it all comes together. <laughs> also, 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 whenever we are more compassionate towards ourselves, it allows us to connect more compassionately with others, which is, as we talked about in episode number 91, creating connection, super important in fighting burnout. Okay, we need to have connection with others. And if we are constantly rejecting ourselves, guess what? We're going to reject others or we're going to assume others are rejecting us and we are going to isolate. Okay, self-compassion helps us, you know, support ourselves and others. 
helps us be kind to ourselves and others, connect with ourselves and others, okay? Super important in fighting burnout. So go and decide. Decide right now that you deserve to be, you know, treated better than that. Decide and then, you know, give yourself some grace and some patience. Decide that you are doing a good job, that you're a good human being with good intentions and an amazing work ethic, of course. (laughs) Decide that you don't have to prove yourself anymore. You don't have to do better. Um, You don't have to accomplish anything else to be valued. Decide that you deserve compassion from your own self too, right? Let me know how it goes. All right, friends, go get your book list and tell me what I need to read next. (laughs) This is my last ploy because I need book recommendations, really. Okay, all right. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always get more free help from me by going to my website, www.coach-miles.com and clicking on free resources. If this work has helped you and you're interested in learning more about getting out of burnout and up-leveling your life as an OBGYN, definitely check out my six-month coaching program, The Happy Gynecologist Group. You can always get more information on my website, coach-miles.com.